Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans with a special edition afternoon episode. What? What? I mean, we've been going live at noon Eastern for about a year straight, folks. So, I'm with you. I know this is foreign, foreign territory, but we will get through it, I promise. Um, so today, uh, you know, we got some stuff going on over here, so we could not have the show today at our regular scheduled time, but we are fitting it in. Tomorrow, we will also not be having the show at our normal time. If we do have the show tomorrow, which is our Thursday show, predicting and reacting to the week seven lines and getting ready for Thursday night football, we will not be live at our normal time, noon Eastern. If we do, it will probably be around six o'clock. We may also do a pregame show as well. So stick to our Twitter for all that information. But we are going to be back to our regular scheduled program next week, potentially Friday this week, Saturday, Sunday, still noon Eastern. So don't worry, folks. We are not moving that much here so far. Um, so that's why we didn't have the show today. But uh, today on the show, we are going to be doing our Wednesday film study, our favorite day of the week, folks. We couldn't not do the show today on our favorite day of the week during the NFL season, our Wednesday film study, breaking down what we saw last week, getting us ready for this week, week A. Who can we buy going? Going into week eight, who do we have to take a little bit of a step back from betting, uh, believing, and getting behind, staking our reputation on fighting the machines, folks? Who are we going to go to war with uh, this week with the machines? They just beat us last week. They got 2-1 advantage over us, folks. We can't be letting that happen. So that's what we do today. Um... During our Wednesday's film studies, just see what we are seeing. What are we seeing by these teams and players? And today, we are going to be looking at uh, things from the Panthers, Giants, Falcons, Dolphins, Lions, Rams, Eagles, Raiders, Chiefs, Titans, and Washington, and Green Bay. So we'll look at uh, a couple of players and focusing on them during those matchups and seeing if we're a little hesitant on betting them heading into week eight. So without further ado, let's jump right into our first matchup up here. And we're looking at the Panthers and the Giants. And what we want to watch again is Sam Darnold. Once again, four losses in a row with this Panthers team. Everybody was high on Sam Darnold in the national media for the first three games since he was winning. He wasn't looking the greatest, um, you know, definitely bailed out with Chris McCaffrey. We went over that. I mean, during those first like three games, Christian McCaffrey was really his like number one target and was really kind of number one or number two in receiving yards for these games. So we know Sam Darnold was nothing great with the Jets. And, you know, there comes a discussion. Was it Sam Darnold? Was it Adam Gase and the flounder job of the Jets? It was probably 50-50, honestly. Um, and now he's got this kind of, you know, fresh start in Carolina. And we're kind of seeing the same things that we just saw in New York. So we got to see what Sam Darnold is doing and I mean folks in this game this is a winnable game folks I mean Panthers fans Sam Darnold supporters you gotta realize that this was supposed to be a game where they get back on track they were at 500 three and three heading into the Giants and the Giants are nothing special folks their offense was all out of whack no Kenny Galladay no Saquon Barkley still you know we, we you still can't beat this team you let that team outscore you so we got to look at Sam Darnold again this week. We just watched him last week in our film study. Or no, it was a, we did a special segment of just watching because all those incompletions, like 24 incompletions, sheesh, bad. Uh, but it was kind of split between bad throws by Sam Darnold and bad drops. So we gave him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Not a lot of benefit of the doubt, but a little benefit of the doubt. But now, once again, another struggle week here. So we're going to watch Sam Darnold on third down, folks, because putting up three points here is just, it's not acceptable, folks. You're not going to ever win a game putting up three points. You're not going to win 3 nothing. And if you do, the other team must be sheesh. Real, real, real bad. And you don't even want to be mentioned in that same category as that real, real bad team. So, you know, only putting up three points, totally inexcusable. And, I mean, folks, just look at some of these drives. First drive, 14 plays, 46 yards. I mean, not the worst. It's a decent opening drive. So we're going to watch this to see why it stalled, why they had to settle for the field goal. Was it on Sam Darnold? We're going to look at that. But, I mean, we're really going to just focus on the third down because that's what you have to convert in this league, moving the chains, extending the drives, gassing the opponent's defense by just going down on these long drives. I mean, this was a six-and-a-half-minute drive to start the game. That was good. 
good, but then every drive that followed it, wow, bad. Look at this, four-play drive, four-play drive, five-play drive, ten-play drive, but it resulted in an interception. We'll watch that. What was Sam Darnold thinking? Uh, then we're back to four plays, six plays, four plays, five plays, six plays, five plays, 12 plays. But at that point, we got, what, five minutes left and you're down 22 points? Yeah, good luck with that. So they're just not moving the ball. So we're going to look at Sam Darnold here. We got the all 22 so we can see, is he making the right decisions? Is this man even seeing the field right? Or is it just all the drops and just the sheer inaccuracies by Sam Darnold? So let's focus in on that and let's start here with why this field goal, why this drive stalled, opening drive, and why they had to settle for a field goal. So we get, um, when they're at the Giants 30, their last three plays before they have to settle for the field goal, we get pass incomplete, two-yard run, two-yard run, we won't watch that, and then a one-yard pass. You're doing a one-yard pass on third and eight trying to get into the red zone? Once again, it, it goes on Sam Darnold. We also have to see if these receivers are getting open. So here we go. Uh, let's start here with the incomplete pass on first and ten. Is Sam Darnold, and what we're going to be focusing in on, so let's, you know, I know we said a lot there in the last couple of minutes, but what we are going to focus in on really is is Sam Darnold making the right reads? Are these receivers getting separation? Because we kind of saw that last week. The receivers were getting no separation there. So once again, is it on Sam Darnold? Is it the receivers? Is it the overall play calling? That's what we're going to figure out here. So here we go. Incomplete pass on first and 10. This was the field goal drive. So we're seeing why it stalled. Why could they not score seven points? Why did it stall? Why did they stall down here in opponent's territory when the field starts to shrink a little bit? And that's kind of what's a good gauge to see what are good quarterbacks. Are they getting it done in the red zone? I mean, everybody wants to bash Tua for being trash and a garbage quarterback. We say they don't know what they're talking about, but y'all want to praise Sam Darnold. I mean, Tua got it done on third down, and we're going to watch Tua on third down, and he was getting it done in the red zone. Four touchdowns, Sam Darnold. Not getting it done on third down, zero touchdowns, 112 passing, so we just don't understand why everybody's loving and slurping Sam Darnold and throwing Tua right into the garbage. It makes no sense to us, but let's see if we can uh, uh, see what's on here with Sam Darnold. So here we go. First and time, pass incomplete. Did he make the right read? Here we go. So Sam Darnold under center, and this is just a two-step drop, and that's uh, the DJ Moore right there, and that's looking like a good throw right there, right in the hands, and he does not catch it. So once again, these receivers are not helping out Sam Darnold. What is up with that? I mean, we saw last season with this Panthers team with Teddy Bridgewater getting the ball to his receivers. Great completion percentage by um, Teddy Bridgewater. I think it was like 67% last year while getting three receivers 1,000 yards plus. So what was the real difference last year? Why is Sam Darnold not having the same success, at least at minimum? I I would put Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold at least at the sheer minimum on the same level as each other. And, you know, everybody says that Sam Darnold should be a little bit better. But why are they not having the good amount of success and great production that Teddy Bridgewater just had? So um, it's it's weird that all these receivers are dropping passes. This is just a good drive starter here on first and 10. They're not trying to do anything big. This is just a two-step drop. Sam Darnold is looking this way the entire time. So that's who he intends to go. And uh, that's kind of the right read. Nothing's going big. Everything's kind of shallow. Everything's kind of really well covered. And Sam Darnold puts it decently on the money for DJ Moore. Just an incomplete pass there. So that's not on Sam Darnold. I guess we got to start another tally. On Sam Darnold, not on Sam Darnold. That's not, a not, that's not on Sam Darnold right there, folks. So let's say Sam's fault, not Sam's fault. Just so we get a little gauge on the numbers. Let's see what we get. So that is not Sam's fault. We can chalk one point up to that. Then they have the two-yard run, but then we're back at third and eight. This is crucial. I mean, we're talking about picking up third downs, and that's kind of the focus right here. I know that play that we just watched wasn't third down, but we wanted to build up to the third down why this drive salt. So here we go. Third and eight. I mean, I, you got to take the chance here. You can't just be dinking and dunking all over the field. And once again, I shouldn't even have to say this, but y'all make me kind of say this every single day, every single week, every single time we talk about football. I understand you must take what the defense gives you. I understand that you need to dink and dunk. I understand that 100%, but you also need to take your chances, take your shots, believe in your own arm strength and ball placement ability, and believe in your wide receivers to go and make the play and have them 
I mean, these are weapons for a reason, folks. Do you go to war with no weapons? No, you bring out your weapons. You give your weapons a chance. You give your weapons a shot. You got this rusty old grenade launcher that you found somewhere. You don't think you're going to use it because you're afraid of blowing yourself up? No, you're going to use it and see if you can get some good, decent... We're talking about war, folks, so you're killing people. You're going to get a, good, a couple good kills, maybe, out of that rusty um, uh, grenade launcher. So you're shooting it a couple times, taking the chance. Sam Donald, he sees the, the rusty grenade launcher is like, Nah, this is... Ooh, I need something a little bit more certain that I'm not going to hurt myself. Take the chances, please. Let's see if Sam Donald's doing so. So here we go. <laughs> 38. Here we go. In the shotgun. 28-yard line of the Giants. Here we go. A nice little pump fake. And then just dumps it down. Is there nothing open? Let's rewind this. Here we go. We got a little motion in the backfield. Three receivers to the left. Anything open right off the rip? I mean, throw it to Robbie Anderson. I mean, he's breaking free right now. He's got the separation between this defender. You put this one on the money in stride. He's catching it maybe right here at the 25. And then you just got speed to the sideline. You're not trusting... I'm almost certain that's Robbie Anderson right there, number 11. You're not trusting Robbie Anderson's speed. He dinks it down, and I guess it's a good read. But now, I mean, we got to go 15 yards for the first down. I mean, he's throwing it two yards deep in the backfield. So now we got to go, I mean, maybe even more. But this is five yards in the backfield. So I guess it's open, but he's falling in love with the dink and dunk. Put it on the money. Put it in stride by Robbie Anderson. And you got a foot race. You know, Robbie Anderson and this defender right here, foot race to the boundary once again trusting your weapons trust your weapons i also don't love the play call right here i also don't love the play call i don't think it's anything great once again no real great separation by these receivers so it's really just it's in this is kind of opening up right here but sam Darnold's throwing it so this kind of linebacker's playing off you know looking at sam Darnold throwing this so he's leaving this defender i i just think the best the better option right here would have been to throw it to robbie anderson and try to pick up the first down and believe that he can beat the defender to the boundary. But overall, I don't love this play right here. Um, overall, do we mark that at Sam's fault? I would say a tad. I would say a tad. That's a tad his fault. Dinking and dunking. We're at third and eight. You're not picking up 15 yards like that. They're going to rally to the ball shorter field right here. So I just think you give your receiver a chance. I know Robbie Anderson let him down last week with all the drops. I get it, folks. Alright, so that's why the first drive stalled. But now they're not even they're not even having drives to stall on. I mean these drives are not even getting started to stall. So let's see what he's doing here for the rest of the game on third down. Next drive, third and nine. Here we go. Pass incomplete, obviously. Let's see what he's looking like. Backed up here at his own 10-yard line. Here we go. At the throw. At the throw. Anything open. Once again, a dink down. You got number two right here. Once again, DJ Moore right here. This is going to be a tough throw to make, but it's a makeable throw. You're able to put it over these linebackers. Once again, a dink down. Let's see where uh, this receiver is as well. And he just drops the ball. So once again, it's just these drops piling up and giving them no confidence right there. And it's just a dink down. Once again, maybe you can fit it in right here to number 62 or 60. Maybe you can squeeze it in right there. That's a little bit of a tighter throw. But once again, no real – I mean, this is not a great scheme or we're just calling the Giants defense, I mean, one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, uh, there's really nowhere great to go with the ball, but you have to believe in yourself, and this is where you have to make the tight throws. I mean, they're not going to give you five yards of separation. This is the NFL. Remember Tua last season? A lot of people were, you know, kind of clowning Tua for not taking the throws down deep because Tua didn't know what true open – openness was in the NFL and now this season I mean he is slinging the ball all over the place in pinpoint uh, territory exactly where it needs to be so this is still decently open just once again another dink down and a drop on a dink down nonetheless so you don't even give you you don't even give your team a chance to pick up the first down because you're not even catching the ball so I would say that one once again it's like half on Sam Darnold take these shots stop with the dink and the dunk also I believe Matt Rule is is calling the plays offensively or whoever's calling the plays offensively for this Carolina team can we please get it together start scheming something good where Sam Darnold is confident in throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage please 
Alrighty, next time we get a safety. Let's uh, let's try the second and nine play, and then we'll watch the safety. Here we go. Why could they get no breathing room? Why were they still on the three-yard line on third down to get the safety? So let's see what we get here by Sam Darnold on this second and nine. Why was it incomplete, and why could they get no breathing room? So here we go. Good, decent time to throw. He just checks it down, and once again, a drop. Could have been placed a little bit better, obviously. I mean, we're going to just see the running back kind of sit down right there. And you get it right here. You get this out route right here. Once again, Sam Darnold is just looking. He's not even looking this way. I don't even know why he's, look, he's just looking this way to the one defender side. Okay. Okay, I mean, you're, you you want to get your the ball out of your hands quickly because you're at the 3-yard line. So, this is the route to go to, the quick little out route, and this gives you a couple of yards. Now you're like 6 yards from your own end zone. You probably don't get a safety on the next play. Then just tries to dump it down a little a little off the mark. We see the receiver having to kind of reach all the way back. Still should have been caught. Still should have been caught. But once again, Sam Darnold not helping his receivers. And in turn, the receivers not helping Sam Darnold. So this is not a good offense at all, folks. If Sam Darnold's on the money, the receivers aren't. If the receivers are on the money, Sam Darnold's not. And if both those are on the money, then the play calling is not because nobody's open. So this is just nothing is clicking here yet with the Panthers. And remember, they had, they were up 3-0 for the first three weeks of the season, folks. And now it's not clicking. That's not good, especially since the competition has really kind of increased over the last four weeks. Giants, not so much, but they're on the road, so. Alrighty, now let's watch the safety play. Here we go. Sam Darnold going into the end zone, taking a safety, taking a sack, and going down. Did he get the ball out of his hands? Did he hold on to the ball too long? What do we get here? Drops back to pass. Rush is getting there quick. Dumps it down, and I think they get him for intentional grounding. But once again, you know the pressure's decently going to get there quickly. You know you don't have a lot of time, so let's see. Was there anything open? We're going to kind of count to three. Alright, got to throw it probably right here. And once again, you get the kind of check down route wide open and this is a good shot to take as well he may be able to get to the first down marker as well so Sam Darnold is just not realizing what the defense is going to kind of give him pre-snap coverage and he's he's his first look is kind of at the wrong direction on most of these plays that we're seeing he's not even looking towards the potential open route not a lot of time to throw I get it but you still can't take the safety in this situation but he did and once again you're going against this Giants team this Giants team did not close out the game until basically the start of the fourth quarter when they made it 15 to 3 but at that point you still had about 13 minutes left to have two scores Tua went down in the fourth quarter and scored two times to take the lead I mean folks we're seeing other quarterbacks and y'all still want to kind of get behind Sam Darnold I've got no problem with y'all getting behind quarterbacks but I mean we're just seeing the same not really good quarterback play week after week after week after week after week and y'all want to give him the credit I don't think that's what we should be doing y'all do what y'all do I mean I got no problem with that we'll just talk about it Alrighty, here we go. Another third and three. This time, this is a dink down. You only need a dink down for three yards. You're telling me you can't dink down when you need a dink down because you love dinking down? Here we go. Third and three. Let's see what he does here. Still, uh, I think they're still up at this point. They don't even lose the lead. They don't, oh uh, no, they do have, the, okay, they lost the lead at this point, but you're only down two. I mean, sheesh, you are still in this game. Here we go. Sam Darnold from his own 23-yard line, third and three. Plenty of time to throw. Plenty of time to throw. And then just a little too late, the defender is crashing down and makes a great play. Should the receiver have caught this ball? Yes. Did Sam Darnold make it easy on him? No. Oh, and did the defense make a great play? Yes. Let's see. Was there anything else Sam Darnold should have went to? And was there something open earlier? And did he throw this too late? So here we go. We got the point of throw about right now. Once again, you got this kind of crossing route over the middle of the field. You hit, uh, I think this is Chuba Hubbard, the back out of the backfield right there. You hit him in stride. Uh, this is going to be tough. I mean, the Giants are playing this real well. But look at this. This is open. Is Sam Darnold, the ball is already out of his hands. Let's go back a couple of seconds right here. He's looking to the left. There's nothing open. There's nothing open right there. Eyes are coming back to the middle of the field. Sees it. Yeah, ball's got to be caught. Good defense. We are not going to put that one on Sam Darnold. That wasn't really his fault. 
It's not Sam Darnold's fault. Once again, it's this entire offense not being ready, not being good for when Sam Darnold is finally making the right reads and accurately and all that. All right, now they're driving. They're driving. Finally, they're finally got their offense going. And what does Sam Darnold do? He throws an interception. Let's watch this. Is this his only, only interception of the game? This is his only interception of the game, folks. Here we go. A chance to retake the lead, make it a 6-5 game. This is, I mean, you're in great field position. You're at the Giants' 25-yard line. So, I mean, you're going to get points out of this drive unless you turn it over. Sam Darnold did that. So, let's see how this interception looked. Was this on Sam Darnold? Was this on the receivers? Here we go. Play action pass. Plenty of time to throw. And then just throw way over throw behind. Inaccurate. I guess he's trying to hit, I believe, this tight end right here. Let's follow his route number 82. Nope, he's got this receiver coming across the middle. This is who he wants to hit. And this is open. Oh, yeah, this receiver is open. You just got to put it right on him. About the 10-yard line out in space right here. You pick up the first down. This is where the first down marker is right here. You get that ball right there. What does Sam Darnold do? Also, what are these routes right here? Once again, not great offensively. You don't want this defender playing up here because this is where the ball needs to be. So you send this this receiver on kind of a comeback route, a curl route, a two-yard slant route. So this defender takes him like he did right here. But uh, bad scheming and then awful execution by Sam Darnold. Throws it way, way too high and behind. And that's an easy pick. So once again, inaccurate. Maybe he was trying to hit this receiver down the field. But once again, nothing was really that wide open in Sam Darnold missed it so that's on Sam Darnold 100% right there folks absolutely not good um but they're still in it. They're still in it. After the interception, the Giants can't do anything with it. Still only down two points. And what do we get here? Sam Darnold, third and seven. And I know there's only 25 seconds left here, so we won't weigh this one too heavy. Just trying to do something right before halftime. Here we go, third and seven. Let's see what he does. I mean, this is when you take a chance. You take a shot. Sam Darnold stepping up in the pocket, buying all the time. And once again, puts it pretty good on the money. Once again, his receivers are not there to welcome. It. I mean, you've got this man wide open on the left side here. Sam Darnold's always uh, already running to the right, so I guess we can count out this receiver. You're not going to be able to make that pass. Um, you got this comeback route right here. You drill the throw. You pick up the first down. Sam Darnold says, no, I don't want that. This is wide open. You just got to put it on him. Sam Darnold goes a little bit too... Late right there, and that seemed real good right in the hands. Let's bring this in the broadcast view just so we get the ground level because I think this is a real accurate pass right here that once again dropped by the receivers, but let's get a second clarifying look right here where we get a better angle. So here we go. Sam Darnold dropping back to pass. Here we go. Scrambling out, buying time, throws it behind the line of scrimmage. Fantastic. And here we go. I mean, yeah, you've got to catch that. You've got to catch that. Once again, these receivers not helping him out when he finally gets it done. How truly unfortunate. This is the entire team right here for Carolina. It's not just Sam Darnold. This is awful. That is not on Sam Darnold. We could chalk that up. All right, now coming out of halftime, can Matt Rule rally the troops, get everybody going, still only down two points, folks. Here we go, first drive out of halftime. We get Sam Darnold taking a sack on third and two. Ugh, ugh, did he have time? Did he make the right decision? Uh, let's see what it was looking like. Here we go, and they're at great field position at the Giants' 42-yard line. Must pick up this first down, and then you're pretty much guaranteed points if you pick up like three more yards uh, for the next three plays. Here we go, Sam Darnold. Play action, and man, no time to throw the ball. Can't even shake off one defender. His his own offensive lineman is there to kind of help bring him down as well. So, yeah, no time to throw. But, I mean, we're at third and two. Once again, the play calling, you call play action? I mean, they're going to kind of expect the run there, and then you're showing run, so they're all out blitzing. You're not going to have the four seconds kind of needed. At least you get the snap one Mississippi, you extend two Mississippi, fake kind of two and a half. So, I mean, you really need at least three seconds to get that play off. And if the defense sees run on a third and two running down, once again, it's just not great. And once again, Sam Darnold, maybe a little bit, you know, once again, you've just got to not even do the play fake at this point. Nothing open as well. Once again, I mean, these everybody's blocking up here. 
Did they know it was going to be a pass? Or did they think it was going to be kind of a run? They were Sam Darnold should have handed this off. I mean, look at all these receivers. They're instantly blocking. These receivers are all blocking besides number two. So I guess who that, that's who they were trying to scheme open. But once again, the scheme is not working here. Sheesh. No, I mean, that's not on Sam Darnold. That's on the schemer, the offensive play caller. What are we doing here in Carolina? I got to see who's calling the plays here for Carolina. I don't think it may be Matt Rule. I'm not 100%, but let's find out right here. Who calls the plays for the Panthers? Is it the offensive coordinator or is it Matt Rule? Joe Brady. Joe Brady is calling the plays right here. This is not good, folks. This is not good play calling. I'm sorry. This is not good. It's not all on Sam Darnold. This is on a multitude of everybody involved with the offense here of Carolina. This is awful. We'll do one more. We've seen enough. It obviously doesn't get better. Here we go. Third and two. What do they do here on this third and two? Are they play actioning again? Once again, at great field position at their own 40-yard line. Come on, pick up this first down. Get the drive going. I mean, you're only down three points right here, folks. Let's see what they do. Sam Darnold under center. No play action, just dropping back in. Man, this is where Sam Darnold is inaccurate. Wide receivers, wide open. It's actually a tight end wide open. Great job right here to block and release. It's right here. Sam Darnold throws it way out of reach for the tight end, but this is open. This is why we're saying, yes, it's not 100% on Sam Darnold, but when you need to step it up and you need to constantly place the ball on the money for these receivers to catch it because you don't know when they are going to catch it and when they don't, so you have to be on the money 100% of the time as the quarterback that's the unfortunate kind of conundrum that you have with the quarterback it all falls on him but yes the receivers you know need to be ready and if you're not putting it on the receivers over and over and over again absolutely on the money then we get this when they're ready to make the catch so it's it's everybody it's everybody. I mean, right here we have the total three on Sam Darnold, four on not Sam Darnold, some on the play calling, some on the blocking, some on the receivers not getting open. So it's just a huge flounder job by here in Carolina by everybody. Nobody's ready to play for an entire football game. They come out of the gate slow. They end the game slow. They come out of the gate fast. They end the game slow. We've seen this multiple times, folks. I mean, they were toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Cowboys until Sam Darnold threw two picks, and then the game is blown out. They were up 3-0 in this game. Then Sam Darnold can't move the ball, and the offense can't move the ball. And they lose 25-3. This is nothing you can bet on. There's no great value here with the Panthers. We can't bet on this team. We can't buy this team. We can't believe in this team going into Week 8 until they truly clean it up. And there's a lot to clean up. It's the Sam Darnold. It's the receivers. It's the offensive line. It's the running back. It's the play calling. It's the coaching. It's all six of it right there. There's no reason all these receivers should be dropping all these passes. Nobody's having any accountability there in Carolina. Matt Rule, no accountability here. It's everybody, folks. It's not just Sam Darnold. He makes some good throws. He makes some bad throws. He's a 50-50 quarterback. That's what we've seen with the Jets. 59% completion percentage. 61% completion percentage. 58% completion percentage. He's hit and miss, folks. He's not reliable. He's not consistent. And now here they are at 3-4. and four. A real bad offensive team in Carolina. Truly. Truly bad. That's so bad. All righty. Let's move on. All right, here we go. Let's move on to the Lions at the Rams here. Um, you know, we had a concerns with the Rams a little bit heading into this game. Not because, you know, we thought they would win because it's the Lions here. And the Lions played a lot better than we thought they would. So we give credit to the Lions right there. Jared Goff, once again, flounders in the big time. That's why the Rams got rid of him. Unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, we were a little uh, concerned with Matthew Stafford's uh, incompletions because he wasn't seeing the field and he wasn't making the right reads. And that gave us a little concern right here. So I just want to kind of quickly go through some incompletions here by the Rams and Matthew Stafford just to see, is he still, were the interceptions on the right read but bad throws or something like that? Because that's what we got from Sam uh, Matthew Stafford last week, folks. Not seeing the field correctly, and then when he did, the throws were way off. That's why Cooper Cup had a little bit of a down game last game. Now, they are still winning and putting up the points. I get it, folks, but now what happens when we move towards the end of the season where everybody's buttoned up and they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, and you need to be 100% on the money on these throws throughout the game. So let's just quickly take, I don't know how many we want to see here, um, 
But let's just see if Matthew Stafford is seeing the field a little bit better here. And we're not going to take anything in this first half because, once again, they are putting up the points. It's not throughout the entire game, folks. It's some drives right here, some drives here, some plays here, some plays there. You know, so we still do buy this Rams team. We're not 100% selling it. But should we be continuing to have this little kind of unfortunate doubt about Matthew Stafford heading into, you know, next week and the weeks beyond? So let's take kind of these third or the second half plays uh, because they did score uh, points on every single drive that they had their hands on in the first half, which was, once again, fantastic. We're not saying that. But let's get some incompletions right here and see what Matthew Stafford was throwing to and if it's a little bit better than it was last week. We have the film study for that, so if you're trying to, you know, figure out what we're talking about, that is up on our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, go to Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows there, clips of the show there every day. We do every single film study. We break it down into a clip so you don't have to watch the whole thing. So get a sense of what we're kind of really talking about here with Matthew Stafford go back to our week six film studies with the Rams but here's here we go let's see what Matthew Stafford is throwing to here on these incompletions so here we go second and nine second quarter incomplete pass here was it the right read he's going deep I'm always loving it taking a deep shot there's no separation there the ball is truly underthrown so that's not the greatest and once again the inaccuracies it's not just about not reading the field correctly it's also about the inaccuracies inaccuracies down the field whenever Cooper Cup has a bad game it's usually because Matthew Stafford is a little off on the accuracy for that game it's not really on Cooper Cup but here we go he's taking a shot deep there's really nothing open I've got no problem with you taking the shots deep you must take the shots deep folks I don't care if they're incompletions I don't care I do care if they're interceptions I don't care if they're batted down or anything like that I don't care if they're overthrows underthrows not even close in the same stratosphere as your own receiver is I don't care about that you still need to take the shots and have the defense be like whoa we still need to kind of cover that a little bit you need to have that play in their mind second guess not jumping the routes when you dink and dunk like we just saw with Sam Darnold they jumped the routes and that's kind of why some passes got broken up um because Sam Darnold has been dinking and dunking they're not going deep so they're all playing shallow so I've got no problem with this incompletion right here I do have a little bit of a problem with the accuracy really really underthrown I mean what are we talking about here I mean we know Matthew Stafford's got a big arm I don't think this ball is more than 50 yards through the air. We can count the yards here. He's going to throw from his own 10. Get it down to the 50-yard line. That's 40 yards. I mean, that's easy. I mean, 40 yards, that's good for a – or that's easy for a, you know, big-arm quarterback. I mean, you know, we're maxing out at, like, 55 yards. That's when we'd be like, oh, he just underthrew it because it's more than 55 yards. That's 40 yards right here. Little, little disappointed there. So, see what we're saying? We're a little burr, And I know not every play is going to hit big, folks. You don't have to tell me that. I understand that, folks. I truly do. Uh, but let's go to these. Uh, we got two interceptions or two incompletions back-to-back. -back. Let's see how these look. Here we go. Starting to drive a little bit at their own 45-yard line. Matthew Stafford, plenty of time to throw. Takes another deep shot. And once again, overthrow there. Not really open as well. Let's see. Was there anything else? Anywhere else to go with this ball right here? Anything else open? Yeah, this man running a nice little, little out route right there. Out routes on both sides. These deep shots are very well covered. Very well done by this line's defense. Really solid. It's great coverage. Um, nothing truly open. Just tries to take a shot. Once again, no problem. No problem. I mean, that's a tough throw to make. So the accuracy right there, I don't know have, you know, a true, I mean, you, you've got two defenders right there. The other one that we just watched, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, throw it up for grabs, let your receiver go up and get it. All right, then we get another incompletion right on the next play. Second and 10 now. Let's see what we get here. All right, dropping back the pass just instantly. Oh, my God. Holy hit. Holy cow. Matthew Stafford feels the pressure, gets rid of the ball quickly right here. I understand you just got to get rid of the ball quickly here. But this receiver takes a big old hit. Holy cow. Boom. Oh, I understand the incompletion right there. All righty. All right, let's go to another incompletion here by Matthew Stafford, and we'll judge it as harsh as we can, folks. We're getting into the nitty-gritty. All right, here we go. No incompletion here. Oh, no, yeah, right here on fourth and one. Ooh, fourth and one. Okay. Pass short to your big tight end. Tyler Higby, 6'6", six, six, folks. <laughs> this shouldn't be incomplete. Let's see why. Here we go. Matthew Stafford under center. Play action. It's a rollout, and there it is. A little bit of an incomplete, inaccurate pass. Let's watch this one one more time. This is great. This is wide open. Tyler Higby block and release. Ooh, that's open. Matthew Stafford low. Let's bring this one in the broadcast. We got to go to ground level. Get a little bit more accurate of a reading up here. Doing it from the sky. It's a hard to really kind of assess true great accuracy. But let's watch it one more time right here. 
Play calling shows that, you know, Sean McVay trusts Matthew Stafford 100% on fourth and one. They throw the ball on a one-point game. Also trying to have Matthew Stafford single-handedly win the game against his former team and having um, Sean McVay be like, hey, this is what I chose over um, – Jared Goff, and I stand by my decision by making him throw this ball on fourth and one. I've got no problem with that. But here we go. Play action pass. That's open. Stafford. Stafford. That's low. Did the defender get his hands on it? Ooh, the defender knocked it away. That's great coverage. Oh, my God. The Lions truly showed out here defensively. This was a really kind of must-win game for the Lions, obviously for Jared Goff and all that. And Dan Campbell had this defense ready to rock. I give, the, I give the Lions a lot of credit for this game right here. I think I give the Lions a lot of credit for going 0-6, folks. We see some great glimpses of heart, hustle, great defense. We've never really seen the great offense here by the Lions. But if they get that offense figured out, Let's see what this Lions team can do next year, folks. I think they can win at least one game next year. Absolutely. So once again, another. Uh, that's a great defensive effort right there. So not on Matthew Stafford right there. Okay. Um, should he have thrown the ball in a different way? Like air it out, kind of float it up? Would a float have helped? No. I mean, you put it right on the money. That's just a great defensive play. Right. That's a great defensive play. Holy cow. Alrighty, so once again, we're feeling good. We're feeling better than we did last week, I would say, on Sam, on uh, Matthew Stafford. Alright, let's do, um, okay, let's go to the, we'll end on these two plays. Let's watch this second and 12, and let's watch this 59-yard bomb that got complete. And then we'll end it here, because I think we've seen what we needed to see to kind of clarify that we are good on Sam Darnold heading into next week. Uh, but we do have to still keep in the back of my mind that we may still see it. We won't bet that way until we do see it again, but uh, let's kind of uh, hope we don't see it. Hopefully it's gone. Uh, but here we go. We get the incomplete here on second and 12. Let's see what this looks like. Once again, they're down two points right here. So this is huge right here. You must hone it in at 100%. Let's see what we get here by Matthew Stafford. Drops back to pass, goes deep, and a uh, little bit of a grab there by Cooper Cup. And once again, just airs it a little bit over Cooper Cup's head. Uh, let's watch this one one more time. I think I went back two plays, so I got to go back one more. Here we go. All righty. Let's watch this one one more time. Matthew Stafford, a little bit of an overthrow here on Cooper Cup. That's decently open. He gets tugged down a little bit. But once again, this is overthrown, folks. I mean, this is really overthrown. Um, not giving him a chance to go up and make a play on this ball. Let's bring this one in the sideline. We'll get a better view of it up here. See where the ball really was in relation to Cooper Cup. Once again, uh, yeah, just a uh, little overthrown. A little bit on the defense. Tugging on Cooper Cup a little bit. He's not crying for a foul. Not crying for a flag. All right, now let's watch Matthew Stafford. We'll end it here on the big bomb on third and 12. Now, this is, once again, why we can't weigh that, you know, kind of narrative that Matthew Stafford is overthrowing and inaccurate and not reading the field correctly. Why we don't weigh it heavily here because they're still getting it done overall in the grand scheme of things, putting up the points and being competitive in these games. So here we go. Let's watch this big bomb here by Matthew Stafford. Boom, goes deep. That's wide open. He puts it right on the money, baby. Woof, that's what this team can do. This is what the team's all about and Cooper Cup give this man a lot of credit folks a great receiver for the, these last two seasons but truly coming into his own here and making Matthew Stafford or helping Matthew Stafford I should say look like that elite quarterback that everybody knew Matthew Stafford was in Detroit you know with the Megatron days and all that and that Megatron unfortunately retired kind of forced into it the whole thing uh, but you know then Matthew Stafford just can't do anything and he really couldn't do anything with uh, Megatron either that's how bad the team was overall but Overall, I think we're good on Matthew Stafford heading into next week. We can buy him. Um, you know, we're not really kind of holding on. That's kind of a two-week-old narrative right now. Uh, so hopefully we don't see it. And if we do see it again, we will be very cautious in the next time we kind of disregard it. Uh, so Matthew Stafford here. We're still good on him. We're still good on the man. On the man. Man is still good. Man is still good. All right, let's head over to the next matchup right here. And all we're going to do, we're just going to watch Derek Carr's best plays right here because I want to highlight this uh, Raiders offense. You know, only three completions here last week by Derek Carr. And, you know, if you've been listening to Takes by Fans these last two weeks, we've just been gushing over Rich Basaccia, the head coach here for this Raiders team. I mean, we've talked about all the stats. 
Back-to-back 33-plus point games here for the Raiders. John Gruden has only done it once in his kind of three and a half years here with the Raiders. Rich Bisaccia did it his first two games. Fantastic. And John Gruden only had five games played that where the Raiders offense put up 34 or more points. Where Rich Bisaccia has put up 33, or I should say 33 points. Five games under John Gruden with 33 or more points offensively. And Rich Passaccia already has two games or 33 or more points here. So, once again, John Gruden holding this team back. Bigotry holding this team back like we all knew or at least we knew. We've been saying it here. Uh, but let's just watch Derek Carr. I just want to see some great offense play. And let's celebrate Derek Carr. Once again, we, we've always believed in Derek Carr. We've never been on Derek Carr was holding this team back. We've always known it was John Gruden. So Rich Bisaccia kind of coming around on Derek Carr too, which we thought was a little disrespectful. But we'll give him a little bit of a pass here because he's got back-to-back -back wins. Uh, Rich Bisaccia is saying, uh, saying about Derek Carr, saying, yeah, he's finally starting to kind of get there. I was like, no, 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 he's kind of already there. What do you, have you been snoozing on the job because you weren't the head coach? Uh, but let's stop the talking and let the film play do the talking. Here we go. Derek Carr, great accuracy right there. Uh, once again, no Darren Waller here and still getting it done. Fantastic. And shout out to Moreo, the backup tight end, filling in and having an excellent day. Derek Carr, plenty of time to throw, goes deep. Once again, one-on-one -on -one matchup, give your receiver a chance. And who the heck is this, number seven? Who do we got here? Joe, Joe's? It starts with a J. Let me get up this name, man's name. Number seven, folks. You ever heard of him here? Who do we got? Is that Alec Engold? Is that Alec Engold? Was that an I instead of a J? It's not Josh Jacobs. That's not Josh Jacobs. Jalen Richard, maybe? No, I think this man is... Oh, hang on. We were looking at the wrong list of names here. Let me see if I can bring up this man's name. Hold on, folks. Hold on. Ooh, Zay Jones. Zay Jones, one catch, 43 yards. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Woof, woof. Once again, gave your receiver a chance. Zay Jones will go up and do it. Here we go from the 25-yard line. A nice strike over the middle of the field. Hunter Renfro getting involved right there. Fantastic catching grab. Next play up. What do we got? Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Now we're in the second quarter. So now we're going to get some scoring. A little bit unfortunate offensive situations in the first quarter. No points. But then, I mean, folks, that's what we're talking about. 33 points in three quarters. This is what we're talking about. Could you imagine if they scored in that first quarter? I mean, we're talking about a 40-point game with this Raiders offense. Fantastic. Here we go. First and 10. Derek Carr. Great time. Just dinks it down. Defense giving him nothing here. This is how you mix in the dink and dunk with the big plays. This is what we're talking about here, folks. Here we go. In the red zone. Derek Carr on second and four. Big strike over the middle. Trusting your receivers. Look at that. Moreo, the tight end. A great catch right here. Derek Carr just putting it on him. Putting it on him. It's not the best throw. This isn't the best throw right here. It's a little uh, it's a little under throw. I'm gonna kind of throw it a little bit high. This is Foster Moreo. I mean, this is a big, strong, fast tight end. Throw it up a little high for him. But overall, you're giving your receiver a chance and he's seeing that the the defender's back is toward the ball, so he's not going to play it. So all you have to do is put it on him. He's putting it on him. That's a tug right there, folks. That's a big old tug. And yeah, 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 not to the camera. Moreo, you deserve it on tight end day nonetheless. Let's watch this one from the back angle. Let's see. Was this? Yeah, I mean, the the defender's back is not The defender's not even playing this ball, so all you have to do is put it on him. That's all you got to do. Here we go. Backed up from his own three-yard line. He's not going to take the safety like Sam Darnold did. Here we go. Over the middle of the field. Boom. Ooh, precise. Whoa. Low and away exactly where it had to be. I want a replay of this one from the back angle. Fantastic. Here we go. Moving the ball. Second and four. Trying to drive. They're at the uh, Eagles 30-yard line. A setup screen. Ooh, stands clear in the pocket knowing the defensive line is going to get let in and the pressure up in his grill and he's still accurate doesn't blink doesn't phase not oh I don't want to get hit he's standing tall and that's why he only has three incompletions this game and then here we go boom boom the tight end Morale again finding the open space and Derek Carr just putting it right on him and how many yards after the catch did this man have Right here. Here we go. Catching it from uh, on the 30-yard line. A nice kind of run up the field because he kind of puts it exactly where it needs to be. And then look at that fight by Moreo to fight for every inch. The tight ends, folks. We already celebrated the tight ends this week, folks. That's why we're not celebrating Moreo even more here than what we're already doing. Once again, go to our YouTube channel. We break down the tight end performances every single week. You got Sean Wright Moreo was in there. I love that dude. Love that dude. 
Look at that. Six for six for 61 yards and a touchdown. Oh, my God. Here we go. Derek Carr again. Over the middle of the field. Again. Oh, on the money. Ten extra yards. Five extra yards after the catch because it's Derek Mother Love accurate as heck Carr. Derek Carr in the A is for accurate. And then here we go. Oh, this is just too easy right here. Uh, kind of a little bit of a screen on the goal line. A little bit of a rub route right here. Receiver just kind of comes right down. And boom. Derek Carr. Great strike on the money. No hesitation. No second guessing. Putting it on. Um, and look at this. 33 points. Uh, midway through the third quarter. What else do we get? Come on. We still got some more catches here. We, we, they, they show the replay of this one? They show the replay of this? We don't need to see the replay of this. I mean, NFL.com, I mean, I've got no problem with the second replays, but not on these plays. There's other plays that we wanted to see the back-end rate replay on. But it doesn't matter. We get Derek Carr up next. Here we go. Play action pass. Look at all that time to throw. And boom, a great floater. A little underthrown. Derek Carr get a, got a little cued on this throw. A little cued. Definitely got to kind of throw this one a little bit more out in stride. But this is so wide open. You just don't want to kind of overthink it and miss, I guess. And, I mean, at most, you're kind of giving an extra five yards because this defender is going to meet him on the sideline if you kind of air it out. So, yeah, I mean, great. And then look at this, dude. Look at that dude, number 45, taking on all challengers right there. Not going down. And then that little flick. Ooh, angled flex, my man. I'm loving everything about this Raiders team. Do you see all the time Derek Carr has to throw this ball? All the swagger that's going on here with the Raiders? You think they were able to swagger with John Gruden? John Gruden sniffs swagger, and he's like, hang on. Hang on. Huh? That's not the approved whiteness we talked about here. Stop that swaggering. We don't swagger here. We bite our teeth. <laughs> we clench our lips tight here. We bite our teeth. That's how we celebrate. We don't swagger out here. Holding the team back, like we've said, folks. Fantastic by the Raiders. The offense is immaculate, impeccable, and that's why we moved up the Raiders here uh, to number four in our power rankings. We are behind 100%. With this Raiders offense as a whole, man, oh, man, absolutely fantastic. Loved this Raiders offense, folks. These last two weeks, they're getting it done. I mean, how can you not gush over 91% completion percentage? Do I have this tweet up? Did I save this tweet to talk about later? I hope I did. And yes, I gosh dang did. I'm glad I did. Here we go. Put some respect on that man, DC Derek Carr. Games with 90-plus percent completion percentage on at least 30 or more attempts. Derek Carr, two. Ooh, flex. More than once. Can do it again. Provable. Not just a one and done. Not a one hit wonder out here. Every other quarterback in NFL history all combined, folks. Only one person other than Derek Carr has thrown for 90% completion percentage on more than 30 attempts. Is it a coincidence that he's doing it without John Gruden? No. I think he did do it with John Gruden as well. But once again, we're comparing these coaches here and the fact that Rich Bisaccia is outperforming John Gruden by trillions of percents. I can't even fathom the number. It's not even going right calculation-wise in my head. That's how crazy this number is. Two games, Rich Bisaccia, Derek Carr is breaking all these numbers and all these records, and the offense as a whole is breaking all the records of what they've done with John Gruden, and that was only in two games, folks. Give the credit to the Raiders. Give the credit to Rich Bisaccia, and we've already been giving credit to Derek Carr, so we don't got to do that, y'all. Ooh, yeah, look at that. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. This is what John Gruden kind of wants to see. <laughs> this is the only celebration move you can do. Ugh, growling. Ugh. I'm white. Fear me. I'm John Gruden. Like, Nobody's scared of you, John Gruden. What are you talking about, bro? Stop with the bigotry, dude. What are you doing? So, this Raiders team, folks. I absolutely love it. Man, we may be Raiders fans. I may tear down this entire set and just have Raiders gear. Get me in the black and silver. Get me with an eye patch. I'm all about it. Alrighty, next game up. Here we go. We're going to celebrate Ryan Tannehill. Everybody's knocking on Ryan Tannehill. Nobody's giving respect to this Titans team. Not Vegas. Not anybody besides us. We've been right on the money with this Titans team these last two weeks, folks. We already know Derrick Henry's great. We don't got to watch it. Well, we can. I've got no problem watching Derrick Henry. I've got no problem turning this show just into a Derrick Henry fan account. I will do that. Uh, but let's get Ryan Tannehill. Um, real good stats here. The only kind of knock... 
real conservative in the second half. We'll, we'll watch the interception too. We'll get the good with the bad here with Ryan Tannehill. Just unfortunate, didn't put up any points in the second half. Titans didn't need to put up any points, you know, in the second half. Obviously, because the Chiefs only put up three. I mean, they didn't even need to put up any more points after um, the Titans could have went home. After four minutes of the game, it could have been okay. We'll see. We'll see you next week. We'll see somebody next week because we're not standing out here for these scrubs. Three points. What are you doing out here? So let's just watch Ryan Tannehill, see what he's doing out here, see what the th kind of throws he's making right here. Uh, you know, everybody's clowning Ryan Tannehill. Which I don't understand why. I mean, we don't talk about Ryan. Ryan Tannehill is an above-average game manager, which is still a pretty decent uh, kind of high level of quarterback, high-tier quarterback that we do have in our personal kind of rankings here at Takes by Fans. We kind of go A1, Tier 1. Uh, then we got above-average game managers. Then we kind of have, like, Tier 2 quarterbacks. I guess we have A1, Tier 1, then Tier 1, then above average quarterbacks and then we have tier two so it's still you know top three tier which is good I mean it's hard to be an a1 tier one and it's hard to be in tier one so uh, Ryan Tannehill in above average game manager territory fantastic right there he's kind of like the only quarterback like this where if he has good pieces all around him he's gonna get it done he can make all the throws and he makes smart decisions and he takes off and he knows how to play the game and how to kind of be that on field game manager game general if you will point god if you will you know he's kind of the Chris Paul do I dare call Ryan Tannehill the Chris Paul of football yeah the man gets it done folks so let's watch this man get it done um so here we go Ryan Tannehill First play, play action pass, great sell, stand talls, firm, and just look at the velocity, the zip that this man has on the ball. Fantastic. This is what we're talking about, getting the ball out there quickly. Yes, sir. Look at that. And great hands right there. Who do we got there? Julio? Is that Julio? That number 02? Number 11 right there. A.J. Brown. Okay. All right. Great strike there by Ryan Tannehill. He's able to move the chains, folks. He's able to move the offense, and that's what you need to do. Stop celebrating these quarterbacks that can't move the ball. Sam Darnold can't move the ball. Zach uh, Wilson can't move the ball. What are we doing here? Not moving the ball. You're the quarterback. Who's going to move the ball if you can't? Derrick Henry can. Unfortunately, they got Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. All right, here we go. Next play up. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Look at this bootleg. Once again, right read. Great throw. Not late. On time. Doesn't second guess. Doesn't try to run with it. Takes the best optimal play every single time. The man... He's obviously more limited than a Tom Brady, than an Aaron Rodgers. That's why we're saying above average game manager. A1 tier ones are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Not as not as of late, but in the general sense, Kyler Murray. Those are kind of the A1 tier ones. Matthew, Staff Matthew Stafford's in tier one. He's in tier one, not A1 tier one. A1 tier one is cream of the crop. Cream of the tier ones. So then all the other good quarterbacks of, you know, Lamar Jackson and Matthew Stafford in the tier ones. And then Ryan Tannehill in the above average game manager tier three right there. Fantastic. He is... Do we dare say that Ryan Tannehill is the smartest quarterback in the league? Point God, smartest quarterback in the league, Ryan Tannehill. I think I'm ready to say it, folks. I think I'm ready to say it. So smart with the football. Here we go. Here we go. Going deep. Taking his chance. Oh, yes, sir. Once again, I mean, this is not great wide open. AJ Brown didn't burn the corner, but he took the shot. It's first and 10. We just came out and scored, and our defense held him. Yeah, I'll take a shot on first down. I got a shot on first down. I'll take the shot on first down. And it throws it immaculate. I mean, look at that, folks. Threw it absolutely immaculate. I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it because it's Ryan Tannehill. We know he does this. Above average game manager, tier three quarterback in this league. Look at that. Oh, my God. That's not even great separation. That's not a knock on A.J. Brown. I'm not knocking anybody right here. But holy moly, holy moly, what an accurate pass, and it's good for like 40-plus yards. I mean, this is what we're talking about, folks. Smart, accurate, precise, makes the right read. Here we go, knocking on the door, third and seven. What does he do here? Third and seven, he's going deep again, trusting himself, going for the bing bang play, touchdown, trusting your weapon, trusting your weapon. He trusts A.J. Brown twice on this drive, folks. How great. Third and seven, taking the shot. I'm guaranteed three points. Let me take the shot. Trusting your receivers. Fantastic. Oh, my God. This man's great. Is Ryan Tannehill the best quarterback in the league, folks? I think I'm, I think I'm ready to say that. Shoot. Man. 
Man, we get more. Here we go. Again, empty backfield. This Ryan Tannehill, dink it down quick. Once again, changing it up. This is why we like the dink and dunk. This is where we like the dink and dunk when you've already extended the field vertically. So it opens up the dink and dunk on third and four. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Cool as, oh, my God. Cool as a cucumber in the pocket. And then he takes off. Did he get that? Did he get this? Ryan Tannehill says, yeah, I picked up that first down. We got to check that out. We got to check this out. I need to know the official answer right here. I think he did. Maybe a little short. We'll see. Maybe a generous spot. But look at him falling forward right there. Oh, I think that's a first. Let me double check this drive right here. Uh, third and goal. Ryan Tannehill scrambles. That's a first down, baby. Ooh, ooh, man. How can you not love Ryan Tannehill, folks? Sheesh. Oof, I'm loving it. Do we even need to watch the last two minutes? We already know he's the best quarterback in the league, folks. We don't need to see any more. We don't need to see more proof. Here we go, Ryan Tannehill, oh my god, again, again, the touch, the accuracy, all of that right here. Holy moly, look at this, folks, sees it instantly, gets it right, look, folks, look at that, just over the fingertips, the touch, the touch, right before the safety's barreling down. And once again, shout out to big beefy tight ends out there getting it done. Do we need to see more, folks? This is what we're saying now in the Chiefs territory. Trying to, you know, get into the red zone right here. Play action. Quick strike to Julio Jones. Once again, the great accuracy. Exactly where the ball needs to be. The defender is really close to Julio Jones, but he's not on the outside of him. And look at where Ryan Tannehill places his ball. Away from the defender. It's, it's smart, folks. It's so smart. Such a smart level of quarterback play out here, folks. Ryan Tannehill pumped. Little flex. First and goal. Here we go. From the seven-yard line. Tannehill, comfortable, makes the right read. A.J. Brown extending the ball over the goal line. They mark him short. They mark the man short. Here we go. Ryan Tannehill, third and goal. Ooh, the fake toss. Ryan Tannehill takes it. Ooh, yes. And I is this one of the best quarterback celebrations that there is the little mario flick heads like one up kind of motion kind of like this one up one up that's like what ryan Tannehill's is doing give me the replay on this dude celebrating across the goal line the flip the yip the whoop the touchdown the score the heap the flip the whoop the hop the whoop, the <laughs> folks it's great it's great 24 nothing going into halftime Oh, and he's trying to do something right before halftime. Here we go. Second and eight at the 50-yard line. Oh, my God. The accuracy again, again, folks. I love it. Here we go. Ryan Tannehill. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, my God. And that's Tyron. I believe this is Tyron Matthew right here, folks. Uh, the honey badger. And is able just to, That may have been tipped. And that's not Tyron Matthews, so <laughs> maybe we just said this entire play wrong. Let's go back one more time. <laughs> Let's go back one more time. But still, Ryan Tannehill, he made the completions. We can't knock it too much. I do think this, this ball gets tipped a little bit in the air. But it's still a completion, and it's still aggressive, and it's still just the right touch it needed. And they're able to get three points before halftime, folks. How great is this? He's able to get three points right before halftime because he's aggressive with the ball, still moving the ball down the field right here. Boom, strike over the middle of the field. What else we get? Boom, strike over the middle of the field. It's Ryan Tannehill, baby. Best quarterback in the league. No more debate. We've seen enough. RT17, baby. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, let's move on. We're going to end it here with Washington. We're going to end it here with Washington. We're not going to do the Dolphins play. Maybe we can fit this in uh, tomorrow or Saturday or Friday show. But the not all the plays are up. Please, Game Pass, get your stuff together. I mean, we've got like... We've got like 20 plays missing right here, um, and I don't want to do a half-assed job of just kind of going over some of the plays right here. Please get it together, Game Pass. We'll go over the Dolphins a little bit later. Hopefully, they put all the games up there, all the plays up there. But let's end it here on Washington and Green Bay because, you know, Taylor Heineke disappointed us real big time in this game. This was a close competitive game all throughout, folks. Washington was on the, like, the door knocking the score most of the drives here throughout this game kind of consistently. But uh, Taylor Heineke not stepping up, not being that true warrior, not being that big competitor that we thought he was, is Taylor Heineke a little bit of a 
puss, a little bit of bitch made, and I don't, I'm not knocking him, I'm not, you know, saying that, you know, I'm just saying, folks, the performance that he showed right here, it wasn't aggressive, it wasn't like we saw, you remember him diving toward the pylon in the wild card game against, let me see if I can bring that play up, uh, let me see if I can bring that play up really quickly, because I want to show you what we expect out of Taylor Heineke, what we know he can do, let me see if I can, uh, Taylor Heineke, I, I want to see if I can bring this up. Um, wild card highlights. I want to see this man die for the pylon again. Because that's kind of where our head is at when we think of Taylor Heineke. Oh, this is it. Right here. It's perfect right here. Look at this man diving for the pylon. This is the play we're looking for. So let's see if we can quickly find this play. It's a 10-minute video. Um, ooh, do we know when? Oh, hang on. Did I just skip to it? Oh, my God. Am I? Folks, I mean, did I just skip right to this play right here? And we don't even get this film loading. Okay, here we go. Yes, right here. Um, sometimes I'm amazed with my brilliance. Sometimes. Uh, but here we, here we go. Taylor Heineke, folks. Running, running, taking off with it. Full-on sprint. Defenders barreling down. We're talking about getting seven here, folks. We're not settling for three. Taylor Heineke puts it on the line. Look at this dive. Oh, my God. This is the gamer, Taylor Heineke. We thought we were getting... But he looked nothing like this. Let's see. if we, Do we get the sideline view too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scoring. Not pussing out. Not bitching out. Going for it. Laying it all on the line. He's in the playoffs against Tom Brady, baby. He's not giving up. But then he gave up against this Packers team? Real disappointing. Let's show you what we mean. Here we go. Uh, let's start here. Miss field goal. Drive. Let's see why. We get a third and five by Taylor Heineke here, kind of towards the red zone from the Packers 24-yard line. Let's see what Taylor Heineke does. Was this his fault? It settled, it settled for a field goal that got missed. So let's see what Taylor Heineke did here on third and five. Once again, I mean, 7-7 I mean, seven, seven game right here on the door, knocking for points like they were all game. Just unfortunately could not score to save their lives, honestly, uh, besides the 10 that they got. Congrats. You put up 10 points in a game. Not that impressive. But here we go. Taylor Heineke from the 24-yard line. Dropping back to pass, going deep, and oh, a little overthrown for Terry McLaurin. How do you overthrow Terry McLaurin? I mean, once again, the accuracy of the deep downfield shot. This is wide open. If you're not going to put it 100% on the money, then just get it there. You just need to get it there. Overthrow Taylor Heineke. Bad job by Taylor Heineke. Um, Terry McLaurin, Taylor Heineke, if we mix up those names, I don't know if we just did right there, but it's it's uh, kind of a tongue twister. Um if y'all say the names, say the names and report back to me. That's a tongue twister. Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin, you can mix them up quick. Uh, but yeah, Taylor, uh, Terry McLaurin, geez, we've, we've already, we jinxed ourselves and we just said it 20 times. But Taylor Heineke, folks, big disappointment right there. But then we get a turnover on downs right here. Here we go. Fourth and three from the Green Bay 27-yard line. Once again, knocking on the door to score. Still 7-7 game. Here we go from the 27-yard line. Taylor Heineke, fourth and three, dropping back to pass, going, and ooh, this is this ball just didn't get there. He kind of floated it. Just look, I mean, when we just watched Ryan Tannehill, uh, we got to go back one more right here. Well, you know, when we just talked about Ryan Tannehill, the velocity, the zip on the ball right here, this is a comeback route. You must snipe it in there, but he kind of lackadaisically throws this one. Just look at, just look at how long the ball takes to get there. Eh... Uh, it's a comeback, so the defender's able to make a great play on the ball. Should it have been caught? Probably. But, I mean, we're trying to make it as easy as possible on the receivers. That is the job of the quarterback. Yes, the job of the quarterback is just to get the ball there, but you still got to get it as perfect, as close, as perfect as you can get. You don't want to kind of leave your receivers out there to dry, folks. This is a team sport. You know, make it easy on everybody. The lineman makes it easy on the quarterback to pass. The quarterback makes it easy on the receivers to catch the ball. The offensive lineman makes it easy for the running back to open up the holes and hit the holes and all that. Yes, you know, hero ball, all of that. We understand that. But that's not Taylor Heineke, folks. That's Tom Brady. That's Aaron Rodgers. Not re-emerging -re fifth game of his career, Taylor Heineke. Come on. Come on. All right, so that's the turnover on downs. And we got more. Now we get a fumble. Let's watch this fumble. He's fumbling, folks. First drive out of halftime. Packers go down and score seven points off of it. This is a big swing right here. Let's watch him. Here we go. Second and four. 
dropping back to pass, does not see the edge rusher hit it, come up from behind him, hits the hand, hits the ball out of his hand, and unfortunately a fumble. Once again, unfortunate. Should it is it his fault? Not a hundred percent. He didn't feel his blind side. I get it, but still, you know, when you're in this game trying to beat, you know, a good team, trying to beat Tom Brady last year in the playoffs, he had the ball in his hands at the end of the game, just couldn't get it done. Here against Aaron Rodgers, multiple times, kind of not in the red zone officially from like the 25-yard line, we'll call it the just on the edge of the red zone, not getting it done. All right, here we go. We get a turnover on downs, and this is kind of what kind of we just saw, you know, why we want to see. Uh, this is the fourth and goal. He ran it on third down as well. Let's bring it up from third down. Taylor Heineke, not the gamer that we thought he was right here. We thought he was the gamer because of this. This is all we need to see. This is gamer. That's a gamer right there. And you got to be a gamer in the NFL, folks. Here we go. Third and goal. Let's watch the gamer, the fake gamer that we just got. Here we go. Runs it. He's going to take off. He's got so much room, but he dives. Folks, folks. They call it a touchdown on the field. They review it. He did not get it. He kind of gave himself up. When you're the quarterback, kind of, you know, the even when you do pass the line of scrimmage, sliding back, saving yourself, giving yourself up, kind of falling, huddling sideways, itch, giving yourself up. So, you know, Taylor Heineke, just take it and run with it. Take it and run. Why are you even looking? You should just be looking at that goal line. That is it. And look at this. A great job by number 13 to get the block. This is wide open now. By, but Taylor Heineke kind of clams up and goes down. And he's down right here. Ball's not over the goal line. And look at all this room. These defenders aren't even, they gave up. These, these defenders gave up as soon as number 13 threw this block. He gave up. Look at number 25 coming in fast as heck. Then he gets the block and he gives up. Look at that. Look at that. That's what the gamer did. So disappointing. But he's got one more chance at it. They let him run it on fourth and goal from the one-inch line. What does he do? What does he do, folks? Y'all know what he does. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Gets no push. Fumbles the ball. No, forward momentum stop. Forward progress stops. Once again, get that good leap. No leap. That's not a leap. Did he flip? Did he slip? Did he leap? I mean, we don't know. It's not good, though. And it should have been a touchdown to play before to make it 21-14. Now back in the game with an entire quarter and a half left to play. Man, Taylor Heineke, where's the gamer? Where's the gamer? And then here we go, fourth and two once again. Still only down 21 to 7, back in the red zone, back at the four yard line. Fourth and two, gotta get it done. Let's see what he does here. Here we go. Shotgun drops back to pass over the middle of the field. Once again, kind of just watch the throw. Not a bullet. This is not a bullet. This is lackadaisical a little bit. This is not full 100%. A little, uh, little boom. And it doesn't get there. It's good defense. Let's watch it. Let's see where this ball was placed and all that. Doesn't look that kind of zippy, kind of coming out of his hands, and it needs to be. I mean, the defender got there a little early. That's a big bang-bang play, though. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate for Taylor Heineke and the Washington team. Now they're still down 24-7, and it's game over. Let's watch the Taylor Heineke interception. Um, this one truly put it away. It was already away, but once again, Washington in the red zone. Third and eight from the 12-yard line. Here we go. Taylor Heineke dropping back to pass. Floats it once again. Bad, bad decision. Laxatasical throws. Shorting it. Short floating it. That's real bad right there. 100% on Taylor Heineke. That's an easy pick. And once again, struggling in the red zone. On kind of the goal line, honestly. Multiple times, so... Taylor Heineke, no faith, no believability, no bet ability in this Washington team where they really could have beaten the Packers and who would have known what Aaron Rodgers would have done. He may have just walked off the field right there and never returned to Green Bay, potentially. So unfortunate there by Taylor Heineke, not the gamer we thought he was. How unfortunate. And we were rooting for him when it was an open quarterback competition between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke this offseason. We wanted Taylor Heineke to get the job. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick wins this game. I do. Ryan Fitzpatrick would have won this game. Would have won this game 100%. <sighs> Unfortunate.
Alrighty, folks, <laughs> this is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to our late edition of the show. Appreciate it. Uh, we got the great lighting in the studio, obviously, <laughs> making us look uh, a little menacing. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, uh, potentially later. So tune into our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, Takes by Fans. It takes by Fans everywhere, folks. Uh, but yeah, we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe Saturday or Friday, maybe as well. Hopefully Friday. Hopefully Friday. Hopefully Friday noon. We're back to our normal routine and schedule. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We are back. Maybe tomorrow, maybe two days. So, y'all know what to do. We're out of here. We're done.